You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. Hey, and welcome to a solo episode of the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is going to be episode 146, and we are talking today about how to feel the shit to feel the shift. I asked on Instagram what y'all were craving, what y'all were wanting me to chat about, and it was almost unanimous. Everyone said something that pointed to this. Some people specifically were like, I love that you say fill the shit to fill the shift. Do that, please. Some people said things that were related to this, but not in these exact words. So I'm going to be going over some examples in my own life on how I have had to feel the shit to feel the shift or how I have had avoided feeling the shit and I didn't get to feel the shift because I didn't get to that other side or I prolonged it. So I'm really excited about this. This is a quote that I uh, came up with one day when I was just realizing how um, going through the hard times really do lead you to the other side and the other side might sometimes feel like it's still the same side. And that's why I don't necessarily like using the word overcome, like overcoming adversity. It's more like sitting through adversity or sitting through challenges or leaning into the uncomfortable. You're not necessarily overcoming it. It's more just about you're you're living through it. You're surviving it and you're thriving through it. You might not feel the actual thrive aspect of it until way later, but as my tea... My tea bag told me the other day, it's your experiences that give you the confidence to be the person you are. And I was like, heck yeah, it is. That's so true. My experiences, that those are what has made me Maddie Moon. Like I, I am more than just these labels, but I am an accumulation of unique experiences. Experiences only unique to me. And I was not able to feel through these experiences or actually learn from them if I didn't stop judging them or running away from them and actually being in them with them leaning into them so before we do that i want to give a warm loving shout out to the show's sponsor four sigmatic four sigmatic is an epic mushroom mix you can get any types of mushrooms that you want including chaga or reishi you can get cordyceps. There's so many beautiful benefits in mushrooms. And a lot of people are not harnessing the powers of mushrooms because when they think of mushrooms, they think the food or just eating a plain old mushroom. The mushrooms that my good friend Taro 
has put into the, his mushroom mixes and Four Sigmatic have powers such as giving you brain clarity or giving you stamina or drive or focus, energy. Some of them can even help with making you sleepy or help with your sex drive. If you want to learn more about that, I did a great episode with Tarot. Isocapula, all about mushrooms. But if you're like, Maddie, this sounds amazing. I just want to get some. Then go to Four Sigmatic's website. I will have a link to that on the show notes for this. Pick out the ones that you are wanting to try out and you can use the coupon code Maddie, M-A-D-D-Y, for 10% off your order. Half of my pantry is filled with Four Sigmatic packets and concoctions. They're so great for helping you when you feel sick or feel down or just if you want to get off coffee, you can get the the uh, mushroom coffee mix and that will be a great way to supplement your coffee needs and get off coffee while still getting the great benefits of mushrooms. So check that out. I love them. It's such an honor and a privilege to be sponsored by this company and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the products when you try them out. The review of the week comes from the Happy Pancake, which is awesome because I just had some paleo pancakes and they say Wednesday is now the best day of the week with five stars. I have only been listening to the Mind Body Musings podcast for two months, but let's just say it's become a serious addiction. I've been listening to previous episodes nonstop and jumping on the new episodes every Wednesday. The speakers on the podcast continually blow my mind. Each and everyone has an amazing story and a take-home message that inspires. As someone who's actively recovering from an eating disorder, I found comfort in this podcast knowing I'm not alone that life can change, and you don't have to stay stuck. Keep them coming, Maddie. Thank you, Pancake, for listening in. I'm so glad you love the guests and all of the topics we cover. And that was in September. So I hope now that it is March, you are thriving in this, this new stage of your life and that the show is continuing to help you in every new stage of your life, every new chapter. So last, last little news before we jump on into this exciting episode The Confidence Revival Retreat is coming up May 14th to the 18th. If you want to get your boogie on, you want to dance, and you want to do yoga, and you want to eat healthy, delicious, nourishing foods, and you want some time with me and other sisters around the world, hiking, bonding, breaking limiting beliefs, then invest in your self-love and come to this retreat. It's going to be such an exceptional experience and a time that's going to last your entire life. It does not have a half-life. It has a full life, and it's going to be vibrating and pulsing throughout your whole body. I am so excited. This con- this uh, Confidence Revival Retreat is for the woman who wants to wake up and radiate with confidence, who wants to put aside the anxieties and stresses and overthinking mindset that she's been carrying along like a heavy backpack on her shoulders This retreat is for the woman who's ready to wake up and actually be passionate about life and its many ventures and pursuits instead of just focusing and hashing out all of the negatives. If you want a revival of your confidence, of your spirit, of your soul, this is the place for you. I've got to let you know that we have less than a month now to sign up. I have to close registration April 24th. That is the last day to sign up. So... If you want to come, make sure you sign up within the next month. April 24th is the last cutoff date. I cannot make, I cannot do anything about that. So please get in then because Kapalu, the the Center for Yoga and Health, that's where we're hosting it. They need to know by then. Let me know if you have any questions at all. Otherwise, you can go to the link in the show notes for this or just go to my website, maddiemoon.com and click on retreats to get more information. Okie dokie. 
let's talk about fill in the shit, shall we? And just so you know, we say that word in this podcast, in case you have not grasped that quite yet. We do say that. So if you have some little ears, maybe pop in some headbuds so that you know that's what's going to be happening in there. Little ears are protected. Okay, so feeling the shit to fill the shift. Back in the day, I would not allow myself to truly feel what was going on, the hard things in life. I mean, I felt them, sure, I felt them, but what I did to substitute that pain and give myself a relief was turn to hating on my body or restricting my food intake. It was such an easy, quick release from that pressure I was experiencing. And the more I read about this, the more I understand why women particularly, of course men do as well, but why women tend to turn to deprivation as a coping mechanism more than other people because being women, having a female body, we are in every form nourishment. We provide love, we receive, we give, we listen, but in a more literal sense, our bodies are nourishment. We feed babies. Even if you don't have a baby, you still have nourishment in your body and it's ready to nourish when the time comes. So being so empowered by this gift of nourishment, we also feel empowered when we deprive it. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes with a partner, maybe you deprive giving comfort or nourishment with your love and you feel empowered or you feel like you are being defiant or resistant in an argument and you, you might in your own way feel like you're winning because you're holding back this ability to nourish. And then you do the same thing to yourself whenever you're feeling stressed. You, you deprive yourself of nourishment, aka food. That's how you feel empowered. And so that's what I used to do is to deprive myself from nourishment. Now, of course, that was the last thing to get anything done at all. I was hurting myself, not helping myself. I was coping in a damaging way to my psyche, to my body, to the people around me, everything. It was bringing me down no matter how you look at it. Even though it was an instant release, it was very fleeting. It was here and then gone, quickly, quickly gone. So after years of working through that, releasing my shame and actually feeling what I was going through, I stopped using food and body image torture as a way to distract myself. If I need a distraction, that's okay. I'll do that shame-free without feeling guilty for needing a distraction for a bit. But if I want to really sit and lean into the feelings because I know that that's the only way to, to move through them, then I do that. And sometimes I do a combination of both. So my old mentality and, and this is why I talk a lot about the feminine and the masculine and how I was on the I was overly masculine. I know many of you might be overly feminine, though, like way more into the feminine side and might need a little bit more of the structure and the drive, a.k.a. masculine. But whenever I was in my hyper masculine mindset, the answer when I felt something uncomfortable was to toughen up, power through it, don't care, get over it. Don't take a second to share what you're going through with someone else because you'll look weak. And even if I did share it with someone else, I beat myself up about it. I wasted their time. What do they think about me? Do they think I'm a loser? Do they think that I'm not tough? Did I look weak? Oh my God, I need to call them again. Like overthinking, anxiety, stress. There are other ways to do this. So if you're not feeling the shit in your life, you could be handling it by only talking about it all the time. Talking, 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 talking about it. 
thinking about it all the time or running away from it, leaving, picking up and going. Um, I'm going to be very clear here there that there's no black and whites. I'm going to be very, it's kind of ironic to say I'm being clear about there's no black and white, but uh, there's no black and white in this because I've had, I'm going to read some of the Instagram messages I've received about this topic. And one of them in particular, what this one woman in particular told me how she picks up and leaves. Now, if you have done that, you might be thinking to yourself, oh my God, does that mean I'm running away from my fear? I'm running away from what's uncomfortable. No, it doesn't mean that. This woman clearly knows that that is the instance for her. But when I think about my past and I have avoided feeling the less attractive emotions, there was an instance I did pick up and leave. And it was awesome. It was the best thing I've ever done. Like I left, felt good. I started fresh. So two different people who are both trying to avoid crap in their life could both leave but one person could do it motivated by fear and the other can do it motivated by love. I did it out of love. I loved myself. I wanted to get out. I knew I wanted to be in the mountains and be surrounded by mountain people, even if it meant I was leaving all my friends and family. And of course, fortunately for me, they followed me here, which has been great. But for another person, it could be leaving because in their mindset, it's the grass is greener, the grass is greener, the grass is greener. And in mine, it was just, I feel a calling. I feel a longing. So when you're listening to these stories, pick up what resonates with you and leave what does not. Now, great examples of me not feeling what I was going through is maybe feeling insecure with guys. I went through a major period of my life where I felt very insecure with the opposite sex. Insecure because I was insecure in who I am. So when I felt such a huge disconnect from my body, my body image, my food, my family, my mindset, my intuition. I felt and I felt a very big disconnect from my intimate self, my my physical sexual body, which made me feel awkward with guys and insecure and overthinking. In order to ignore those emotions, I would give myself the idea, toughen up, Maddie. Toughen up. Be hard. Don't let them show that you're insecure or weak. That was me compensating for those emotions. So then I would be more time, spend more time in the gym or spend more time dieting or um, try to act like the leader in the relationship, which is often what pulled me away from feeling my femininity in the relationship and feeling taken care of. And that probably took a little bit away from him as well because he has this primal desire to take care, to protect, to lead. And ironically, that's not like my favorite quality in a man is leadership and stepping up and being assertive while also being caring. Because I, I thrive in relationships like that. I love when I feel taken care of from my man. Because I am a powerhouse of a woman just like you. I do feel like I'm great at leadership. But in my relationship, I want to know that I can take the back seat and let someone else do that. Not always. But a lot of the time, yeah. Okay, so I would learn to start telling myself to soften up. Soften up, soften up, feel, soften up. I also learn to not judge myself when I feel the shit. So let me think of a recent example. Um, you know, here's a good example. And this isn't something I struggle with a lot. I've really learned how to be okay. I, I'm not attached to approval of my podcast. 
like when you guys say you love my podcast, I'm not attached to it. I, I love it. <laughs> it makes me feel great. It does. I can't help that dopamine. What, what? But I'm not attached to it. Whereas Kelly says, I love your show or, or the happy pancake leaves a review. That makes me so happy. Like it really, it makes me want to cry sometimes because I'm so joyful that I'm just helping people. Like I've been given this awesome podcast platform, but I don't become attached. I don't think all day about is the happy pancake still loving, loving it. Like what do I need to do to make her love it more? And because I've become detached from this, I've also become detached from people who say I freaking hate your show. Just uh, last week, someone commented on the Mark Groves podcast on my on my show notes, the only comment on the show notes. I received tons of comments via Instagram and people reaching out. And that was so sweet. And then I received one on the actual website show notes that said, I turned this off after a hot minute of listening to you, turning this into a personal coaching session, which back in the day that might've been like, oh my God, I made that it's a personal coaching session. Oh no, what do people think? But now I read that and I was like, "Mm, you know, that doesn't affect me either way because like that podcast was exactly what I intended it to be. It was magic. And I could say, well, I was fine with it because everyone else loved it. But even then, that's a dangerous place. So I don't say that one comment's okay because a million comments were said they loved it. No, I don't want to do that either. What I want to do is look at the magic that I felt was created in that episode and I felt like it was very strong. And that's also what makes my podcast successful is being vulnerable and talking about my experiences and my struggles. So I admitted in that podcast, this kind of feels like a personal coaching session. So that's why people might have thought of it that way. But what a lot of people might not realize is that everyone is kind of like that. (laughs) Because I'm using personal experiences to pull out insights from my guests. If I didn't have a life and experiences and struggles, this podcast would be very bland and robotic. So therefore, I make sure I'm like, oh my gosh, I've struggled in this thing and this person knows a lot about it. So I'm going to ask because I know a million other people do too. So that's the basis of any good podcast of mine, in my opinion. So when I read that comment, you know, what would be bad to do, say, say this was a huge struggle for me. What would be bad to do is say, oh, oh, gosh, she's so mean. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Let me respond, blah, 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 like ego, 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 toughen up, fear, ah, anxiety, or push away, or maybe run away, or maybe I won't even do a podcast next week. But when I learned, have learned to soften up and let's, let's go back a year ago when those comments might've triggered me more, I allowed myself to feel sad. It was okay. I didn't judge myself. I, I leaned into it. That doesn't feel good. And I would have an inner dialogue like, Maddie, I'm here for you, girl. Like, why does that not feel good? Like you're human. I know that sucks. And then the other side of me, well, because th- that's not nice of her. I can't believe she did that. Why does she listen to the show? And then the other side of me would be like, I get it. I feel it. But what, what can this like teach you? What can you learn from this? Or how can you set yourself up for better success next time? Maybe there's a little attachment you have to approval. Maybe that's maybe where you want to calm down a bit is that attachment you have on the people who love the show so that you have less, less attachment to the people that don't love the show. And remember to keep your passion pure. Remember to keep your eyes focused on the ultimate goal And the ultimate goal, especially what, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert would say is to do something you love. Don't just do something to help people. Do it because you love it. That is what, that is what it looks like for me to feel the shit. Whenever I get upset or let's say a guy dumps me after a second date, I'm allowed to feel upset. I'm allowed to wonder why I'm allowed to feel pain. 
Suffering is optional, though. I have had friends who have come to me and said they had, had a guy canceled on the date and they, they were hung up on it for a month. That's suffering. That's choosing to suffer. But the pain is inevitable. So you can sit in that. And you can feel it. But there are answers to not suffering in it. Feel the shit to feel the shift. If you feel the shit and that's all you ever want to feel and you choose to only ever feel that, you won't feel the shift. It's two parts, two to tango. Feel what you're going through, but don't become the emotion. Have the emotion, but don't become the emotion. Because if you become the emotion, the actual shift will not be visible to you. Other people might see how you could feel a wonderful shift here, but you won't see it because you will be the emotion. You might adopt the mentality that I'm not sad. I am sad. I am not a person having a sad experience. I am sadness. Whoa. Ouch. Your, your entire physical being just turned into one thing called sadness. Why don't you recognize that your spirit having the human experience of sadness? When you give yourself that bird's eye view, it's much easier to see different pathways different ways to go about the situation. Now, I want to read some examples here of people who have reached out, no names, of course, but things that I think are going to, because everyone's in this together, we all don't know is like, I get the same story over and over again. And every time I share that I've received the same story, people are like, thank you. So I think it's important for y'all to know that a lot of people are going through what you're going through. So one of the comments I got here was from a woman who said, let me see, where should I start? Um, what she's learning right now is to feel the shit so she can feel the shift. I've been here before. When I get to this place in my life, when I feel to when I feel uncomfortable, I run and get the F out. I quit jobs, move, basically just run the hell away. Now what to do if I just want to feel and not shut down and run away or give up? And then I asked her to explain a little more, and she said, well, I've just quit things when it got hard. For instance, I quit steady long-term job in higher education, salary, benefits, government job. When my boyfriend broke up with me and when my boyfriend up and broke up with me, I was heartbroken and could no longer stay in the city where we dreamed of building a life there, despite the fact that I owned real estate there. I just needed to get out, so I took my retirement money and went to culinary school. Then I began working in restaurants. This has led to financial disaster for me as restaurant workers don't make a lot of money and physical have physical issues. Was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome finally in 2016 after long health battles. So now after I moved home at 37 with no money and I'm stuck, stuck working a retail job at our local health food store. I want to run again. Change cities. Try something different. Instead of wanting to stay and feel it, I want my dream job now, but I'm so scared to actually get some clarity on my dreams, if that makes sense. Sure. That makes sense. A lot of things here. Whew, first of all, it's okay. It's absolutely okay. Guess what? You're human. You are human. And your answer at that time was get out, move, change, difference, distance, new passion, new life, excitement change you had no idea that it would lead to a health issue and feeling broke not being broke let's just say you're having the human experience of brokenness maybe emotionally physically and financially you are not broke you are not depressed you are not all these emotions you're just having them but look listen 
we all do things because we don't know. That's what life is. It's a string of a whole bunch of things that really have to play out on their own for you to learn. Like my little tea bag says, it's your experiences that give you the confidence of who you are. How this would be a wasted experience is if for you to stay here and to never ask yourself what you learned. That's the same to go with relationships. If you have a relationship and they break your heart and you never ask yourself, what did I like about this person? What did I learn about this person? What did I learn about myself? And like take time to journal and write and get clear. Then it's wasted. Yeah, then it's a wasted experience. But if you take time to learn and grow and gain the experiences that are required for you to be confident in the person you are, nothing is a waste. You are heartbroken. You left. That was the only answer. And at the time, that was the best answer for you. So that's okay. So the first step here is to release judgment and shame. Have no shame. We all do this. We don't all just talk about it. Sometimes we want to jump from one thing to another. I had a client who jumped around with careers and she thought that was a bad thing, but that's only because the rest of the world doesn't really do that. There's so much pride in having one job forever, even if the person's miserable. Well, at least I've been working here 10 years and put in my time. Well, if jumping around is your thing, okay, maybe that's your lifestyle. It's what nomads are, digital nomads, people who work from the computer and travel around the world. Do you think they're spending all their time feeling bad about it? No. I understand that in this instance, though, you have more here. You have physical issues. You have, you feel that you have a huge loss of money and you're fighting the desire to move and start over. But you have fear about clarity on your dreams. Your dreams choose you for a reason. Callings choose you for a reason. I would never recommend to fight a new calling. No. And I would never say it's bad that you follow new callings. If you feel a calling somewhere and you want to move and you don't have any reason to stay where you are, I wouldn't look at that and say, shame on you. I'd say that's fine. There's no right or wrong way to live your life. At the same time, if you say, I actually want to stay and feel it, then that is where you are being called. You're being called to stay and feel it. Maybe it's an old pattern, an old habit to pick up and run because you think that will help you, and it's out of a place of fear and not love. For me, when I picked up and moved to Colorado, that was out of love. Now, I will say there has been times where I've lived here where I've gotten the inkling to move and start over. Not out of, not out of fear, but not necessarily out of love, just more out of boredom. Well, I'm kind of, I've been here three years. I'm ready for like fresh environment, fresh start. But I think that anywhere I go, I'll have this eventual, I'll have to, eventually I'll have the same experience of getting used to a place and wanting change. So my, my, my remedy there is to make the change happen here. It saves me a lot of money, saves me the effort of making new friends, and I'm with my family here. So I might as well just find as many ways to make life exciting here. Same can apply to you. If you want to stay and feel it, Look for the ways to feel it because you have to feel it to heal it. If you're not happy in the restaurant business and you have physical issues, one, don't be in the restaurant business. That's okay. You're so much smarter. You have, you have the ability to cook food, which guess what? That comes in handy every single day of your life, most likely three times a day. That's a bonus. That's great. That's wonderful you have that. You have physical issues. Work on your health. Put your health first. Try to figure out how to best go about this chronic fatigue syndrome. What are the action steps here? And then when you're just feeling uncomfortable, look for new, exciting ways to live your life. It sounds very simple and maybe a little cheesy, but it's also true. Get really good at a new thing. 
Look for new things to get excited and passionate about. They don't have to be courses or trainings or new jobs. But if you find a job that supports your health recovery and you go after and you make life exciting again, try fly fishing, try painting classes, art classes, make new friends, create a meetup group and host them. Make a meetup group where you can talk about your struggles. That's the other thing I was going to say is get vulnerable and start sharing. Have a tribe of people you can share with. Maybe even one person to start. Someone you can call and share where you're feeling at. Because it sounds like there's shame here. And the best way to get through the shame is to release the shame. Take care of your health. Let your cup not runneth over. Because we don't want to be too stressed. Empty out your cup to make room for things you love. What do you need to start saying no to in your life? How are you avoiding feeling the shit? What are you doing to avoid it? Other ways that you can start to feel it is to write, journal. Sharing with trusted friends is one way. Journaling is another. For me, my method is podcasting. And then sometimes journaling. If you want to start playing an instrument, start playing an instrument. One-time investment and then maybe you can learn on YouTube. There's so many ways to start feeling the emotions. Maybe you're just not feeling them in the right way. Maybe what you hear is to just sit and think. But for overthinkers, that might not be healthy. Honestly, for me, I have to feel it, yes, but I don't become it. Like I've said a few times, I don't become the emotion. So one way that, one way that I don't become the emotion is I do not give myself ample of time to do nothing because I'm an overthinker. That's how I am. So what I do is when I need to process a lot going on, I look for ways to be busy. Sometimes it is distraction, I'm not going to lie. And that's fine. I have no judgment against that. Sometimes I do sit in front of the TV. Sometimes I just go out and dance. Sometimes I journal. Sometimes I talk to friends. Sometimes I sleep. I can process it in so many different ways, but my main thing is not to give myself plenty of time to just sit and think and think and think and think because I'll think myself into a hole. I'll begin overthinking the past and worrying about the future. And this makes Madeline no fun to be with at all. Podcasts aren't very magical. Friendships aren't very magical. And I'm stressed. So I look for ways to get good at something. Right now for me, I do a lot of acro yoga and a lot of Pilates. I stay busy. So I go for hikes or I go walking around a lake to be by the water to feel more fluid and more flowy. Or I go be in the mountains or I plan a mini vacation or a mini trip or something new in my business. I keep busy, but I keep busy here. I look for ways to be busy where I am now and I bloom where I am planted. Okay, let's see. There's another one here and I'll talk about this one as well. Okay. All right, I'm a new follower, so if you've already done podcasts in this, just point me to it. But how about an episode on how to feel the shit? I'm going through a breakup, divorce, and will be moving 1,000 miles away in a few months, becoming the primary caregiver for my three kids. We haven't really told people yet, so that's kind of hard. I'm looking forward to just being able to be open. It's a mutual, mutual, amicable situation for which I'm grateful. However, I think... I have shit to process, but I'm having a hard time accessing it. I just feel numb most of the time or, I th- or I'll think I'm totally fine, but then realize I'm engaging in numbing behaviors, binging, distracting myself with TV, act. I want to honor my emotions so I can move through this, but how do you do that when you can't even tell what you're feeling? Does that make sense? Anyway, just an idea. If it speaks to you, great. If not, good luck and hope you find some inspiration soon. Thank you. 
thank you for your vulnerability and your honesty. There's so much good stuff here. And I bet right now other people are like listening to this in their car and they're like screaming because they're like, yes, me too. I'm going through that. Oh my God, what do I do? So here's number one. You do feel this. You say you don't, you can't even tell what you're feeling. That is a feeling you're experiencing. Acknowledge it. Don't acknowledge it as you walking around on autopilot, having this stuff happening within you, but you can't access it or find it or feel it and you don't know where it is. Part of being in this numbing shock mode, that is, that's basically like when a, tra- a traumatic event happens and then you go into shock. Your body is like, protection, protection. That's part of the process. That is. So own it. You are feeling things right now in your own way. Part of it right now is to be numbed out, maybe to be a little oblivious, to just be on autopilot because you're processing so much that it's too much and you're protecting yourself so you can stay focused on your kids and the move and what's actually happening here. So acknowledge the feeling of what you're having. It's another experience of your human experience. You're not numb. You are having a numbing sensation. And if right now eating food and distracting yourself is your coping mechanism, don't have shame against it. Don't judge yourself for it because you will stay there. That is how you stay there. That is how you do not move on. That is called the suffering period when you're saying, I'm doing this action and I hate myself for it. If you're going to do the action, do it, acknowledge it, and take radical responsibility for it. I am eating food and watching TV because I need a coping mechanism right now. I need to distract myself. So much is going on and I need a way out right now. That's it. That's okay. If sometimes that's what you have to do, that's fine. That's okay. When you get to the point where you're like, this is not serving me and I'm doing this and I don't like it and I hate it. That's when you need to take radical responsibility for a new path. That is when you start entering the suffering zone instead of just feeling pain. And that's when you say, what can I do instead? Still lovingly, still judgment-free. And if you end up choosing to eat food and stay in front of the TV, okay. Just take responsibility for it. You're not on autopilot. You're not being run by the universe. You are in charge of your own life. You are capable. There's a lot of fear going on here moving away. The way that you're processing this totally new experience you've never had before is through confusion and not knowing what actually is happening and having a hard time accessing your emotions. I get it. I understand. It's scary anytime we enter a new phase in life. The next thing I'm going to tell you is to go ahead and tell the family and friends. If you are my client right now, that would be the assignment I would give you in the next two weeks. I would say do it because that's helping you. I don't know if that helps them, but that helps you because you're releasing the shame you're holding on to it and you're letting something loom over you. There's a fear in your future and you know it's inevitable that it has to happen. Make it happen now so you can get it done and over with and focus on other things. I promise you it will be over and it will be done and people will probably not judge you as much as you think. And if they do, that's them drinking their own poison, not you. Says nothing about you, nothing at all. Doesn't matter even what other people think or what they say and you have to be confident. And like I was saying earlier, Detach from the approval of people saying, way to go, girl, you're doing the right thing. In the same way, you detach from the criticism of people saying, you're doing the wrong thing. Detach from it both. 
I believe the people who support you and love you the most will be there for you no matter what. And if they're not surprisingly being those people for you, find the person that is a best friend, a cousin, a sister, and then tell them you need a soundboard. You're feeling a lot of things. You want to let it out and you don't need advice. You just want a soundboard, someone to be there for you. We all need that in our lives. So I hope that helped. What you're going through, I understand. It is scary. It is new. It's confusing. But feel what you're feeling. And soon you might even enter a new, a new phase of anger or sadness or the shit. And if you feel it, do what I was saying with the, with the other example. Feel what you're feeling. If you need a distraction or you need to get going or get good at something or make a change, do that. You're about to have a ton of change in your life. When you get there to this new place, invest in friendships immediately. Invest in activities immediately. I'd also recommend you find something really specific to you. When you're giving, and you're obviously going to be giving your life, giving, 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 do not lose sight of your own self-care and your own self-love. Prioritize that. With three kids, I would recommend that you plan for every Tuesday and Friday, you have a nanny or sitter come over for two hours and give you a break so you can go get a pedicure, get a manicure, get a massage, meet your friends, get a coffee, go to a coffee shop to write two hours twice a week. Take care of yourself. Give yourself that gift. Don't, don't feel guilty for it if you take it. Don't feel bad. Don't feel like you're a bad mama if you like pay attention to yourself because I think it's more selfish to not do that. It's more selfish to not take care of yourself when you know you need it because then you, you inevitably show up for the people you love as half value, not your full value. When you take time to take care of yourself and fill yourself up, mommy comes to help the kids at our highest value, refreshed, happy, alive. And now more than ever, you need that. Pick up healthy habits, things that make you feel good, get in a routine, have as much stability as you can as you navigate newness and things that will be unpredictable. So I hope that helps you. Thank you so much for sharing that with me, both of you, and for everyone else that shared beautiful things. Um, I had someone else ask for thoughts on navigating tough transitions, like moving to a new place and nobody familiar. That is so applicable to everything I have just shared. Everything still applies to what you are going through, investing in friends and a new activity and facing your fears and getting uncomfortable by going to meetups and being the only one and not going with another person and just being there and being present and knowing you don't have to be amazing at everything you do. You can just go to this meetup and have fun. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, I actually put off this podcast till like last minute because I was really trying to process how am I going to say all of this? There's so much here. So I hope this helps you and that you feel more confidence in whatever tough transition, tough transition you're going through in life. I also have a podcast called uh, How to Powerfully Transition Through Any New Life Period. You can go check that out. I'll have the link to that on the show notes for this. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you join us for the Confidence Revival if you're feeling called. And let me know if you have any questions. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.